Hello. Hi. This is Vic Berger talking. And if you're hearing me right now, there's a major problem. It's a big, big problem. Because that means you are not part of the Office Hours Live Patreon community membership patron page. And that's a problem for you because you're missing out on so much exclusive content. The latest addition to the Office Hours Patreon membership is... A deep dive into the life and career of Mr. Billy Joel, otherwise known as William Martin Joel. I bet you didn't know that. We go deep into the Joel hole. We go way down, we find out what makes him tick, what makes people hate him so much, what makes so many people love him so much, and we just find out why is he not getting the respect that he may deserve. With that, I will hopefully see you on the uh, Patreon membership page very soon. Goodbye! Second here, and it is uh, hot as hell, hot summer. I'm distracted, very distracted today. First of all, we've got a great show. We've got Steve Conrad, the guy created one of my favorite shows ever made called uh, Patriot. This is no Tom Clancy Patriot games. This is just Patriot. If you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon, Jeff Bezos' Amazon. Guy went into space, or did he? We should talk about that, Vic. I don't, did he go into know. space? I like I to think, think so. I like to think he didn't. I think we should start. I like to see the corporate media start talking about how the guy didn't go into space. What is space? Where do we? Let's get a definition. Let's look it up. Let's he didn't find leave out the atmosphere, the Earth's atmosphere. He did not, not leave the not, Earth's atmosphere. Not space's atmosphere. So if that's space, then I'm in space. Chuck, 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 gone. Dougie's here, little Doug, <laughs> big Doug. I'm big Doug. Vic Berger's here. Got some fucking Kodak endorsement, apparently. <laughs> what are we doing? Are you taking that this, money off this just on the side? This for rent. Anybody? I don't care. What I want product peace. It is. This is my show. And you're gonna start advertising? What was it last week? Uh, Michelin. It was Michelin yeah. tires. Fucking Michelin. Uh, now it's Kodak. Uh huh. Is Kodak even a business anymore? They're still around. Yeah. Very and important. then. We have a special guest in the guest couch, ca- the casting couch. <laughs> we have. We have one of the greats. 
Lizzie Cooperman here, ladies and gentlemen. One of my faves. Bright lights and promises. She's on <laughs> keyboards. They're going to get a lot of complaints about what's going on back there. How's this? Is it, are the drops too loud? I can't. My, mine sounds low. Oh, God. One, two, three. Holy moly. We should do a drop mix one of these shows where it's like the drops are way louder. Oh, really? Wouldn't that be what we call any any given show? God bless him. The attitude. Um, no, I'd like to do an introduction for Lizzie Cooperman if I could have that opportunity, guys. If that's something that I, that can be afforded to me. Or is your soundboard too precious that you can't? Stop ah. touching it for a second. That's okay. a good question. I guess not. Okay, we'll move on. Lizzie, I apologize. We'll have you on again. We'll have you on again sometime. No, no, get, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you know no, what? Let's, let's, so what do you want to do, Vic? I, I would like to introduce her. For, Very or maybe good. maybe you should. You should, but like. Vic? Just, just do it and we'll we'll be quiet this time. But Thank you. Yeah. Um, huh. Vic, Lizzie Cooperman is here, comedian, and she's going to be accompanying herself with some <laughs> sounds and speaking too, I hope, at some point. Speaking? Do you have plans to speak? <laughs> no, 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 no. What is, what is she? No, 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 what is she, Harpo no, Marx? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm going through the mail and. Doug sent, gives me this. He he. Or, so it came through your PO box. It came through my PO box. Wow. Uh, they wanted to make sure it got to you right. It, all all we get is it says this one is for Tim, and it's got a pa- beautiful painting. I kind of quite like the painting here. It's a rooster sitting on three dead. What do you make of that? What do you think those are? Some kind of sheep? Show it to the camera. Oh damn! So. Sheep. Oh yeah. Outrageous. Perhaps yeah. Uh, roosters uh, sitting pretty up there on those dead sheep. There's fish around everything. Now I look on there and go, okay, it's a nice album cover. Raw. <laughs> There's no nothing on the spine to tell me nothing about who this is. I open it up. Still nothing. Just another goddamn piece of art. Some kind of word. I can't read that word. Can you make out that word? I see swim. And then this was just like, I should try, try to start reading this. Look at this. Look at all that oh writing. God. It's just typed. And it says, Suffer- suffered that's, he suffered the summer and he witnessed the winter as it opened his arms to a bouquet of lovers and out of the petals were... F- is this from Chris Harrison? <laughs> I love references. Because that is exactly. Do you I don't know, know the? I don't know those references because I don't watch all these reality shows. Okay. It's... Now, I still don't know anything about what the band is, what kind of music it is, what have they got good reviews, bad reviews. I need to go apoplectic. And then I try to get the damn thing out, and it barely comes out because it's on some kind of thick vinyl, like it's a goddamn thirty-three and a third RPM for my gramophone. And it says monogram on it. Okay. Well, you know what? You got something there. There's we'll something. We'll put it on and we'll listen and we'll hopefully it'll be great. Got nothing. But it, guys, if you're in a band, ladies, put the name of your group on the cover of your album. Be My Baby is my favorite song. Right? What do you, are the, what do you think you are, the Beatles? Even the Beatles themselves put their name of the album 
name of the band on the cover. Hey, we're the Beatles. Check us out. Hello. Yeah, but that white album they just that says the Beatles on it. <laughs> Why don't they get someone to make some fun picture? Why do they got to just be white? Because don't you understand? They just come off the colorful maximal mm-hmm. maximalist uh, imagery of Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour. It was all it was everything. Boom, bang! They're hitting you with everything, and then it's like reset white. Wipe your mind. What it's all about like the music. The, do you like the white album better than the Metallica black? Yes. <laughs> no one really likes Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> all right. Lizzie, how was your uh, summer? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything's skyrocketing for me, Tim. My summer, I actually spent the summer. Are you talking about this summer? Which summer should we go Met, to? In general, your summers. It's been really good, actually. I'm looking for an apartment right now, if anyone hears of anything. And I want drama. I don't want drama free. <laughs> Most people say no drama. What are some of your favorite uh, neighborhoods in Los Angeles? And then we'll get to Zoom. <sighs> then we'll get I'm going to gonna say I'm a, I'm a fan of Pasadena. <laughs> there you go. Right now. I like the wide oh, yeah? sidewalks. Oh, yeah. Tree I like lined. the sprawling mm-hmm. rose lined. gardens. Tree-lined. What um, kind of drama do you want at, at an apartment? I want Virginia Woolf at sunrise. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I want that level of drama. Do you want like a, a, a landlord that is an, no. you know, a crazy landlord drama? Know. Or do you want like a neighbor that you know, pounding on the wall? I, want, I want someone to just fling open the door and be like, somebody <laughs> drink my almond milk. Okay. <laughs> and then I want to have to kind of see how that plays out through the course of the, the lease. Beginning to end, yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, a couple of big announcements before we get into the show. Uh, This week, by the way, today begins a series of office hours events, the likes of which we've never seen. We have today's show. Okay. (laughs) We have today's wonderful, jam-packed, fulfilling show that you're going to be so fulfilled by. By the way, if you're not a Patreon, you're listening in the future for us. You're listening to something that already happened. Dope. What did you do? Join now. Then you don't be so dumb, and then you'll be part of the live experience. And then your friends won't look at you and go, what a dope. Patreon.com slash Office Hours Live. $5 a month. Couldn't be cheaper. It could be, frankly. It could be a lot cheaper. But it's not. With inflation, Vic, we got to start thinking about raising the prices. Bring it up a bit. Mm. Everyone's talking about inflation. You get what you pay for, as my nan always would say. Uh, but today begins a weekend of office hours extravaganza events that I think already people are getting very excited about. They don't even know. Tomorrow night, the return of office hours east. Almost like the Wicked Witch of the East. Want to make those comparisons, <laughs> right? Wicked Witch of the West. She was the green monster, right? With the Vic. The West was the yeah. And East the, was a beautiful princess. Yeah, it, was, it was Glinda. Right. Glinda, the witch of the. Mm-hmm. But she was a good witch. She was a good. She got slammed by that house. And her sister was the West one. Right. Sister had the green skin. So Office Hours <laughs> East is sort of the. I don't know how that's possible. I don't like this this portrayal of the Office Hours East be sort sort of the the heroine of the story. I think we are. So I think we're flipping that story on its head. It's kind of interesting to examine that some more. <laughs> we get our, um, maybe we can get somebody from the Frank L. Baum Foundation to call in and comment, Matt. <laughs> Wait, sorry, sure. are you saying you're anti 
Office Hours East, which is part of our empire. No, I just think it's it's not fair to, to <laughs> label right. us the wicked old witch with the green oh, face and the nose. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'll get you my pretty. And then John, who's John Glazer? He's got the pink dress. He's getting slammed by the house. I don't think so. <laughs> Toes curling up. I don't think so. That's Friday. That's tomorrow night. That's on the East Coast. You got is Slice coming back, Matt? Definitely. John Glazer. Got Slice. They they have a little interactive thing. Uh, is it gear? I don't want to know anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like a pre. People have to submit. Oh, okay. Then we do need tweet your pictures of is it gear? And John is will tell gear? you. New York Jonathan. New York Jonathan will tell you. If it's gear or not. Is it gear or not? Yeah. He'll tell you. He'll let you know. Wow. Okay. Very confusing. Now... <laughs> That's just the beginning. Actually, it's the middle, because this is the beginning. Today's the beginning. Tomorrow's the middle. Saturday, mark your calendars, because game night is back. <laughs> and guess who our guests are going to be? I think this is going to shock the world, the comedy world. Greg Turkington, with his... Spouse, his wife. Is spouse a taboo word? Are we calling people spouses anymore? <laughs> I think it's fine still. It's all right. Spouse? His scouse? What if his wife was uh, Scottish? She'd be his scouse spouse. That'd be fun. <laughs> his scouse spouse, Simeo. Hmm. Now, this has not been seen before. I don't think it's ever happened. You're going to see me and Greg with our masks off. <laughs> Very interesting. Just being how we, you might see us on an average Saturday night as we, as we convene for gaieties. Wax on, wax off. That's Saturday night for patrons only, okay? Mm. And Greg's got a, his own game that he's developed. Who else is gonna be here? The gang, you. Are you gonna be there or are you gonna chicken out? Not chicken out. That's not I fair. I canceled plans to be here. And Vic? I'll be here. How are we going to fit? We'll make it work. What are you going to bring? Uh, you going to bring a DuPont visor? <laughs> Might. Or Wheel, Wheel of Fortune or something. Yeah. Raytheon. Yeah. Yeah, Raytheon. <laughs> Vic's in, in with big. Be Bezos. Big defense. Big defense. <laughs> um, let's take a zoomer and then we, will, we have some big news about the city of the day as well. Big bad news. <laughs> Big bad news? <laughs> Big bad news. Nathan. Nathan Oxenfeld. You got something. I think you're new to our scene here. Nathan. Hello there. I was just uh, doing a little party hat, celebrating all these cool events coming up. <laughs> cool. I, yeah. <laughs> I did have a question. I was curious uh, who makes the cover art for each episode. Like this, uh, this episode with the tricycle, all okay. three of you on the bike. Great question, Matt. Do you have an answer for him? It's Julius Cox this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Cox. It's in the description. <laughs> it's usually in the description. Cool. So, yeah, you just take, uh, take submissions for those? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Cool. Join the fun. Yeah, yeah send them DM in. DM me. Send them yeah. in. Yeah. We need more. You fucking cock. Did you make that sign behind you? I did. Oh, there we go. Wow. What is it? It's a little, uh, it's an eye chart, actually. Oh. What does it say? You can be 
I can't read the rest. It says you can learn to see clearly. Cute. You can relearn to see clearly. That's a yeah, that's you, an attention grabber there. That'll suck tell you, you right what, in. Boys, my sight well is done. going rapidly. <laughs> I have to wear. Gla- I'm wearing glasses now to read. I saw Just your post. That was news to me. Oh, I've never seen Tim in glasses. Before. I'm worried I'm going to get beat up if I wear them outside. I don't want to look like no nerd. <laughs> Four eyes, Tim. <laughs> How do you get a you hang, hang up How do you avoid getting your asses whipped? <laughs> like I am just when a you tough go out guy. to the I've, park or go to the bar. Because I'd whip your ass if I saw you out there. What about Lizzie, too, with the specs? I've yeah. been whipped. I've yeah, been whipped. Yeah. <laughs> your, your ass ever get whipped with those just, four eyes? I'd be up. I'd be way up in your in your grill being like, fucking four eyes, get the fuck out of here, asshole. I just give him my lunch money and say sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought I'd I don't make eye contact. I'd be just, doing this shit, Doug. I'd be like. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I get small and then they, take they feel bad for me. They won't uh-huh. hit me. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim. If you hang up an eye chart, just read it every day. You might uh, might not need them as much. Well, what, so yeah. so you're you're you claiming that you can muscles. you can actually uh, improve your eyesight? Or are you just making that up? No, yeah. If you uh, if you make it sort of a daily thing, just leave it up in your room, read it every day. I'd like an actual might, scientist. To yeah, come but what if you know that. what it says? You're just gonna go right. through the motions. Right. An eye doctor. And you're standing you too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't you just memorize what it got, what it says, and then be it? Say with your eyes closed. Yeah, right. so like if it's a little blurry, you actually use that memory to help you a little bit stretch farther back. So you can kind of play with it, and see if it works. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, like I'm cables. interested. Because uh, I, I don't uh, like this feeling. I'm looking like I was looking at that record, and I couldn't. I can't really read this. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of hard. It's like red, black on red, and but I I kind of got to do that old man thing where I got to push find my little zone where it works. It's fucked. Yeah, it's good. It's good to flex it. Keep it flexible. Okay. Yeah. Um, city of the day. Hashtag fail. <laughs> play along to this song, Lizzie. Can you play along to this? I think the audience somehow collectively silenced your keyboard. I went in there. And... Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> oh, keep going. Though. What is that from? Santa Fe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where's that? Let's, let's isolate. Drop boys, calm, calm down. <laughs> is that lo- is that loaded in the the uh, library? Yeah. Wow. What other hints do we have? Nice. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of good vibrations. <laughs> Great. Thank you. It's really good. What year is that keyboard from? Nineties or something? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Right. There's a chunk taken out of it. Show us the back. This is pretty clever. This is a pretty yeah, clever yeah. hack. So now, the battery pack, all my batteries spilled out. I thought, what's going on? My keyboard isn't working. <laughs> Turned out the tray was gone. Mm-hmm. And so I used just a kitchen sponge mm-hmm. and I taped it onto the back. That is inventive. Right. Mm-hmm. That is almost oh. MacGyver-esque. Thank you. <laughs> does, does the chunk have a story that's taken out of it? Is there? That's when Tim saw me in glasses. Oh, shit. <laughs> I smashed that keyboard he over your head. Oh, <laughs> nice. I saw you do this routine at the uh, the now defunct satellite a couple oh, years right. ago, right. and I thought it was terrific. Oh, You're, thank you. What was one of your 
what was it, like what was it? You would tell a joke and then slam that keyboard. It right. was funny every time. Right. I, I agree. Right, it was. It, it was extremely <laughs> was, I hate to say what was one of the jokes, but I just do love it. I don't even remember. I mean, what was one of my jokes? Doug, help me. <laughs> uh, what was... Do you have uh, any memory of uh, any of your jokes? Uh, I, I want to do this to you. you should, yeah, yeah. It, should, when, it comes to, when it comes to you, it comes to you. And you know what? If okay, it's not coming folks. to you, then maybe we should examine no, the jokes. No, I would like for it to come to me. Okay. But right now I'm doing right. a character. Okay, so like, like normally I would come Right out. now you're doing a character? <laughs> <laughs> not right now, but... Okay. I would. What is all this what stuff was? around you? There's a there's a lot of clutter by you. I have a couple thermoses. I know, but I'm looking at the, sh- the frame, and it's there's notebooks coming out of everywhere. What oh, are you, yeah. Tiny Tim? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Tim with his notebooks. bag. You know, Tiny I Tim mean, has to come on with his bag. I have some ideas. I'm a poet, so I keep notebooks around. <laughs> the poet always dies. What is the, the poem? The poet is the first to die. What's the latest poem? Um... Truly, uh, I wrote a poem called I Took It Out on God. Oh, that sounds, sounds controversial. It is pretty good, actually. Um, I'm entering into this poetry seminar that starts next week, actually. You're entering um, into a poetry into seminar. Into a poetry seminar, okay. yeah. I'm taking this like week-long poetry For real. intensive. For real. For real. I do, I do write poetry. I, lo- I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I would assume you Are do your poems you rhyming? Went, by, by the way, Bob Dylan went to my summer camp. When you were a kid? <laughs> we went I at was the just, same time. <laughs> I was, he, he went we to there the to, uh, to molest uh, teenage girls during the summer. Yeah, luckily like, I was there that year. <laughs> here's the one thing y'all should know about this camp is we do have a visitor every couple uh, days. Bob Dylan. You're familiar with Bob Dylan? He comes in. And he sneaks into the uh, cabins at night. It's almost like Jason from the <laughs> but he comes Friday the 13th. But I remember my first week there, they were like, oh, this is Bob Dylan used to sit under this tree and play guitar. This is a Jewish camp. Yeah, it was called because, Herzl Camp. Yes, I was just, Webster. I'm, this is funny you bring it up. I'm reading this new biography of Bob Dylan, and it's called The Double Life of Bob Dylan. And it's very thorough, and it's very, you know, like being an honest, like, Let's right. get down to like what this guy's really like, Click and they talk clip. about that camp in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw. I touched a bat at that camp. Touched a bat, like a baseball. Like a bat? dead bat, the <laughs> oh, animal, shit. a bat, wow. dead on the ground. Like I played the drums at the time, and but I, I had a drum pad, you uh-huh. know, like a big thing. Yeah. And for some reason, I wasn't wearing my glasses, and I thought I saw my drum pad in the middle of the woods. And I was like, "Is that my drum pad?" <laughs> and I went up to it, and I t- someone was like, "That's a bat," but it, it was like this big Jesus. black, kind of rubbery shape. I got chased by a snake the other day. Really? Yeah, sort of. I love to laugh. Where was that? I was just walking in the neighborhood, and I was walking in my. I was doing my a big walk, and it was in the afternoon, and. Uh, a snake was slithering right beside me, and I start. I just started running. I think it was a harmless little garter snake, but right. it gives you a little scare. You're like, what if I, I wonder get what the symbolism of that is? What do you think? Get a Peloton. There you go. Stay indoors. Get that AC pumping. Um, let me ask you something, folks. You ever run out of paper towels? Yeah, I, I'm out right now. It's a nightmare. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then you 
should be in the market for dogs, the bounty hunters. Have you mistakenly held the ketchup bottle upside down and squirted all over your face? Went to check your wristwatch and accidentally spilled an entire glass of red wine on your new rug? Then when you reached for a paper towel, you grabbed an empty cardboard tube instead? Well, thanks to the fine folks at Dogs the Bounty Hunters, it's never been easier to solve these common problems. Simply press the emergency alert button on your Dogs the Bounty Hunter key fob, and a high-frequency, high-decibel alarm only audible to canines will immediately summon a highly trained St. Bernard. He'll be at your door in no time with a roll of bounty conveniently strapped to his neck so you can clean up your mess in no time flat. That's Dogs the Bounty Hunter, not associated with Dog the Bounty Hunter. And now, this, these uh, dogs only get bounty brand paper towels? Is that correct, Matt? I believe so. I think, yeah, they I think a, Vic booked this out. I booked this, yeah. <laughs> I was talking with the bounty people about trying to get a visor, and uh, <laughs> and, I, and I suggested this. To them, oh, so, so, so this, yeah. is a, this is a, in, in a conjunction with bounty brand. Correct, correct, yes. Cool. We were in talks and coming together, so... See how this ad does. You ever think those uh, paper towels come back all slobbery? <laughs> they might. They might. But it just, you set them out for a little bit and then it just dries, you know. It's better so, than nothing. They're clean mouths. Better they're, than nothing. Team. Dogs' mouths are cleaner than, than ours. I've, better I've heard. than nothing. We've had a um, very difficult to crack code for this, this, this season of the City of the Day. And there's a guy out there named Mark Bay. Well... Oh, <laughs> some bad Mark, news. Mark what? Mark flaked on us. Oh, Mark no. Passed. Oh, my God. Mark he passed, passed away. <laughs> Mark Bay has died. Uh, no, Mark didn't show up. I don't know what happened to Mark. We call, when people die, we should say they flaked. <laughs> <laughs> flaked on life. Yeah, my flaked, grandma flaked, flaked away. But we have, a, we have a backup. Someone wants to take a guess. All right. Well, that's we fine, too. Why do I care yeah, who yeah. it is? Just go to the guy who guesses it. Well, it's not, it's not Mark. It's Dennis now. Dennis. <laughs> Is this the ghost of Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys who drowned in the bay? Oh, he did. Jesus I Christ. hope not. I hope not. I Can you guys hear me? Yeah, how you doing? Oh, yeah, Floyers. Yeah. Oh, Floyers. Yeah, You're from Philly? On? You know, yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. Now, oh, yeah? the suburbs. Yeah, but I live in uh, the place where JoJo left from the, the song, uh, the Beatles song. Tucson. Uh, I, live in, I live in Tucson, Arizona now. Hmm. And, uh, God, why don't you give up on here? this Philly shit, man? If you're living in Tucson, Arizona, <laughs> just get rid of it. So hilarious story, hilarious story, Tim. I moved here in 2014, and then four years later, I moved back to South Philly, uh, and I only lasted a year, and I came back to Tucson. Because, couldn't stand the humidity, eh? Couldn't stand humidity. The uh, the cold was more like it. Was right. the worst part. But, uh, there's no ice to skate anyway. on in Tucson. <laughs> Is it still well, there? I do play ice hockey, and there's only one sheet of ice here from about October to April, so I don't get to play a lot here. But anyway, I didn't know this was for uh, City of the Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went to the chat, and it said, anyone want to jump in? And I said, yeah, I'll jump in. I thought that meant to mm. talk to y'all. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the code is. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> more fine producing but, from Matt Carlin back there. Great, yeah, <laughs> couldn't yeah, have been more clear. <laughs> wasn't wasn't Matt's fault, and I, I jumped in too late. So I will move on and, Fair and enough. concede Does anybody time to somebody else. Just give a clue and let him guess on the spot. The clue was yeah, it just, stinks. Okay. So, Connor Stinks? Schultz in the Obscure. chat says he has a guess. Connor. Okay. Let's Connor. Go Connor. Thanks. Philadelphia. Then all the best. <laughs> go Philly. Go Philly. Oh yeah. Connor. Unmute, please, Connor. Hello. 
Hello, Connor. How you doing? You're very close <laughs> to your camera. Am I? Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And we have a ceiling fan. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, I see the, the shadow go. of it, but. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. We always see um, ceiling <laughs> fans when we touch this. Very fun. God bless the ceiling fan. Keeping it cool. This is kind of an on-the-spot guess, but is it like the capital cities of the least populated states in America? By all means, it's, don't have a wrong answer drop. It is not. It is not set, by it, all means, <laughs> don't have a wrong answer buzzer set up you in your drop line. He's ready got to go. x-rays on his wall. I mean, it was just so off. Yeah. Yeah. So you just wanted to meet him with, like, silence. Just well, like, Matt said the clue is it stinks. It stinks, yeah. There's, yeah. Maybe we can give a double down on the clue. Right. It's, uh, it's uh, bathroom related. Well, that, that's a real that would hard be tough. Clue. That's still tough. All right. No one <laughs> got it. No one wins. Related. We all lose. Uh, that's I'll life. Give, you want to go I'll ahead. I'll give one more hint. One think, more. About, uh, think about a, a flavor of jelly. What? Wait, what? <laughs> look at what me. today's Look at what oh, today's city you're, you're, you're trying to guess the actual oh, city. Oh, the actual well, city. Well, they're, they're oh. not going to crack the code. Oh, that's what I was trying to do the code. That's complicated okay. for a, you know. All right. Well, that's the game, though, is to crack the code. Well, yeah, I'm just saying right now it's too late. But it's a good clue for the name. Mark Bay failed us. What about, uh, here's another clue. A supersonic jet, baby. <laughs> supersonic. Oh, yeah. Very fast. Supersonic bet, jet, baby. Hit Anyone want to guess based on that? Blake says he's got it. All right. <laughs> People are zoning out. <laughs> Maybe put the, uh, the pipe down next time before calling Howdy. in. <laughs> Blake, what do you got? Is it Concord? Correct. Virginia? Yeah. Mm, Concord, New Hampshire. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire? Yeah. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. City of the Day, Concord, New Hampshire. Vic, what was the code? The code was the top 10 states that clogged their toilet the most. So congratulations <laughs> to number one. It is Vermont. Wait a minute. Vermont clock based on but what Google is, searches. What how do you de, how, how do you determine you this, how do you determine mm -hmm. the city out of that? Well, Matt did, did that just part. Just the capital. Yeah, the, the capitals. capital. Uh, yeah, the capital. Oh, so these were all capitals. Yeah, capitals. I was just going state capitals. Yeah. They were close. The yeah. Capitals. It, it, yeah so. They were definitely capitals. So. But they were listed in the order of of the states. Right. Vermont, Wyoming, people. Alaska, Delaware, North Dakota, Rhode Island, Hawaii, South Dakota, Montana, New Hampshire are the top 10 who Fill their toilets so much that they need to <laughs> Google how to unclog. Wait, their, so Vermont is number one? Vermont's number one. It's got to be all that fish food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? like that 50 state song. Do you know that song? Yeah. Alabama, 50, 50. Alaska, Alaska yeah, Arizona, Arizona, Arkansas, California, California Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, man, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan. That's that's all, right. that's, all of them. that's all. Wow. 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 That's all the states. That's I haven't all. thought about that song in like 30 well, who years. Who did that? <clears throat> was like my choir teacher. In like second grade. Yeah. Bob Dylan wrote that at my summer camp, <laughs> sitting under a tree. Holding a bat. <laughs> he was holding Arizona. a bat. <laughs> that he thought was a drum pad. Right. Pennsylvania. Actually. <laughs> They had um, a band class at my camp because of Bob Dylan. They started a thing. 
I wonder if he and, gives any money to the camp, keeps it going, oh, yeah, keeps that maybe. legend up. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take another call. I think we have our special guest maybe standing by or not standing yeah, by. Steve oh, is here. Oh, well, let's I talk to Steve. To laugh. That's one of Overwhelming Sorry, shut up, you guys. <laughs> I have to say, I, you don't, I don't like to say the word shut up. But sometimes I, whoa, there he is. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you without a hat, maybe ever. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's work mode. I took my hat off for this special occasion. Thanks nice. for having me. No poopy, but thank you very much. Yeah, does he look all right in the camera, Matt? Is he all right? He looks great to me. You look a little. Oh. You know who you look a little like right now? We look a little like you and me. I've heard that before. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm picking up this like Jeff Tweedy vibe from you. <laughs> oh yeah. No. <laughs> no. He's uh he he helped us out on Patriot. Um, oh really? Let's get into it. Yeah. yeah, he let us record at his space in Chicago. So uh, oh, yeah, he didn't write he, those beautiful songs. And, no, we didn't get that lucky. Well, the songs in that show songs. are beautiful. Um, Thank you. Steve Conrad here on my show. As a, first of all, as a new show that's just, I think it just started streaming today. This morning. Oh my God! Are you nervous? Are you, how do you feel? Uh, I get I get a little nervous when critics have it and the audience doesn't have mm. it that that period. But uh, I think we're doing okay. It came out this morning, and um, I don't I wouldn't watch it at ten o'clock in the morning. It's <laughs> it's not that kind we're, of show. It's not Sesame Street. No, and we're still we're still editing. I'm working on your musical number. Oh, how's that going? Oh, it's so fun. It's it's really great. Well, listen, I don't. I, th I think this is a full disclosure moment. I don't want to sound like this is a, uh, a infomercial because I do a voice on this new show. That's called Ultra yeah. City Smiths. That's coming out yeah. now on AMC. It's a very weird thing. This is a stop motion film noir sh show. How do you describe this show? Well, I I, th I think we start with trying to be funny. So I, I, I guess I would call it a comedy first, but there are many different elements that we use to just create a basis on which we then try to be funny and entertaining. And yeah, one of those is to cinematically look like noir and the show's a musical. Uh, and it, it is um, uh, cast with uh, baby dolls who are repurposed as adults. So it's an adult world but the the characters are elementally former former baby dolls former well, they're still baby they're still essentially yeah, baby put, dolls uh, the male pattern baldness on them and beer belts <laughs> and bad haircuts and bad teeth and so they look like our friends and neighbors now this was this show born out of the early days of the pandemic where there was this like shutdown like you know, I think we're starting to see a lot of animation. We're starting to see a lot of things that could be done during the yeah. pandemic. Or did you have this idea in the back of your head for a while? We've been working on it for a while, but it's always sort of been on the bench. Um, it's it, it, it's painstaking, obviously, stop motion. And I just didn't have time to, to um, put the show together before this year. And then this year we had nothing but time. Right. So if the stars aligned in that sense. I, I wish, you know, obviously our lives could have all just remained normal but uh we were able to make the show under those terms which uh um was unusual most of our friends were uh sidelined this this long year but i was able to keep our group together and i try to work with the same group of yeah. technical 
and the same and the same actors and um, you've, so we've you've got this busy. like troop of of actors that are like the best but also like yeah. keep, you keep working with them well i i do have a, a group that um can and I hope that I can say that of you next time because we really do try to stick together. You hear that, boys? We're going to be taking a little sabbatical as I go work with Steve Conrad on set. We're going to have to take a little break. Get Neil Hamburger back in here. You hear me? I miss you. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I, I've told this to you privately, but Patriot was a show that for whatever reason, there's a lot out there, you know this, you hear things, you go, uh, you know, I, I can't watch this right now. I don't know what this is. And then I think it was over really fairly, like, as the pandemic was starting, I'd get somebody, I think it was Adam McKay had just said how, how much he loved it or something. And I go, right, let's dive in. And it quickly became one of my favorite, one of my favorite things ever. Like, oh, thank I mean, you it's, it, I mean, people feel that way about it. I know I'm not alone. I love it yeah. very much. No, I, sure, I sure appreciate that. <laughs> but it, I want to ask you just a couple of things about that show. First of yes. all, Matt, can you play the monologue for, for Steve here? Hopefully yeah. he can hear it. Listen to this. Listen to this bit of writing. Hold on one sec. Oh, I took Matt for a, a loop here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give you field four. <clears throat> Should have covered some of this ground in Luxembourg, but you fucked that up. But they're still on the hook. Now, don't overpromise this week. Sell them on the structure. You can talk about it with confidence. Keep it simple. Little something like this, John. Hey, let me walk you through our Donnelly nut spacing and crack system rim riding grip configuration. <laughs> Using a field of half C sprats and brass-fitted nickel slits, our bracketed caps, and splay-flexed brace columns, vent dampers to dampening hatch steps of one-half meter from the damper crown to the spur of plinth. How? Well, we bolster 12 husk nuts to each girdle jerry, while flex tandems press a task apparatus of 10 vertically composited patch hamplers. Then, in flam fastened pan traps <laughs> at both maiden apexes of the gym joints. <laughs> a little something like that, Lakeman. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. First of all, it's, there's a lot of that in the show. That's not the only time that, that kind of happens. Is that? Well, I, I should point out, Tim, that if that scene works, it's largely attributable to Kurtwood, who. who you know, he's one of America's greats, but um, he had to do that in, in a single take. He was, we weren't going to cover it. So he had to, he had to have, you know, an efficiency with that. With yeah. That that's what I wanted to ask is how does he wrap his head around that? And well, I gave it to him about a month before and he just put it, he just put in the hours. You know, it's funny. I, I worked on a, I wrote a, a film that had a similar kind of demand on a scene and, I realized they were going to cover it, and I thought, well, once you cover it, it loses all of its magic. And Yeah, yeah, because it's a performance. You want to, like, the audience wants to feel like they're on the tightrope with the actor. Like, yeah, 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 and I lost that fight then, and it's it's one of the reasons I just decided to just shoot my own stuff from now on. I, um, first of all, is any of that, this is, is no, any no, of that no. based on anything? I sat next to a guy in a plane <laughs> once. And, uh, no, I, I mean I just like the over. terminology, but go ahead. I, talk think to a, I think a plinth is something. <laughs> so that, the, that's the only thing in there. The rest uh, of it's jibber-jabber. 
Yeah, I, I sat next to a guy on a flight and I sort of peeked over at what he was working on. He was, he was just a business guy. And uh, he was working on a, on a piece of paper that had words like that. <laughs> and it was all Greek to me. And yeah. I, I had instant compassion for him. I thought, wow, like, you don't dream about doing this when you're a kid. He's, he's doing this <laughs> to just make a living. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, he won me over with that kind of, you know, the walk of his life really won me over. So I thought, well, if this guy takes that too seriously, he'd be a pretty good adversary for a for yeah. the main character. And 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 you did did you uh, in the in Patriot? There's a book that that character's written. That's like the Bible for that piping world. And you've turned that into a podcast. Where you're, is it like an audio book of that book? It's an audio recording of the book, and Kurtwood reads it. So Kurtwood continues to play this character, and Amazon doesn't know about it. I'm not allowed to do that, obviously. <laughs> so we're going to go as long as uh, they'll... What are um, they going to do? What are they going to... Like, no one knows anything. No one cares. Bezos will we'll, land his spaceship at your house and shut that <laughs> audio book down. Well, we'll, we'll see, but we're going to keep going until they pull the plug on us. I mean, why would they? Well, so did you, so that show, would you say that show is canceled? Uh, I think it's, it was wrapped up. We, we had an indication from the studio that we weren't going to have the chance to go beyond two. Right. So I knew that uh, before we started a film too, essentially. So, Oh, you did? I, because it, I yeah. don't feel like it, I mean, it feels like it could go. I mean, obviously it feels like I wanted to watch more of that show. Yeah. Well, thank obviously. you. Um, I would, I would have made, I would have made one more. My brother's character, Dennis, uh, I hope this isn't too inside baseball for everybody, but uh, my if brother's it is, character. fuck him. <laughs> okay. Well, Dennis was going to uh, be responsible for getting that bag of money to Iran. So Dennis was going to, his wish of being a, a spy spy was going to be fulfilled in, in three. <clears throat> oh, that, well, he's one of the great characters ever. Um, and then he did another show. I'm not doing a whole uh, retrospective here, but Perpetual Grace Limited. That's also fucking great. Oh, uh, thanks. That who, you know, it's on Stars. It's, it's on epics. It might as well be. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but pe- what's great about the, your sh- these two shows and this new show is it seems like there's places out there giving you like ample resources to make some pretty out there weird, uh, challenging television. I mean, there's there's not a lot of there's not there's not a lot of stuff like that out there. Well, the way that works is we're, we're able to get a cast that uh, makes it a little easier for the studio to say, to say yes to the, to the stuff we're working on. And the way I think that works is I, th- I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the, the cast just likes the good day's work or if, mm-hmm. if the material challenging to their, you know, their set of talents, uh, they're, really happy to be engaged in something that's slightly unusual. And, well, there's and, very little opportunity to do like interesting work, I would think for most actors, right? There's a lot of, I mean, you know, there's not a lot out there of the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get, we just got to know each other and then we became friendly. And then it was on a show like you're performing in Ultra City Smith. There's really nothing in it for the cast. There's the, there's no pay. Uh, and um, you got to leave your house and go to work. And uh, <laughs> I think they just they just do it because we have all formed a, a relationship over this stuff that I hope we are able to sustain. Yeah. Oh, are, are you leaving? Are you quitting? Yeah, sorry, yeah. There's somebody Thank quitting you so right much. in front of us. And this is a, this is terrible. I'll fuck see you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know what's going on, Matt. She just, it's just taking a bathroom break, right, Matt? Okay, there you go. Um, very disruptive, mostly on me, because I could have just let that happen in the background. I didn't need to bring yeah. any attention to it. She had a keyboard <laughs> on her lap, so. Yeah. yeah, she did make a little, it was very distracting. Um, and it ruined my interview with you. Let's try to we can pick it back up. Um, you've you're in Chicago. That's where Doug's from. He's actually from Naperville, but <laughs> not, not. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I have a I have a little company here, so we were able to to write the stuff here. So how do you manage to? This is inspiring. I think you managed to have a successful, uh, ongoing uh, uh, career in television and film. And you're staying in Chicago. Is that is that people look at you like you're nuts, or is it because you don't see a lot of that? Yeah, I I think it helps. I, I find it hard to be creative in Los Angeles. I think due largely to having you know all my everybody has to work so hard in this business. Your your associations just become the people you work with generally. And you're lucky if you happen to like them too. Yeah. But if if that is the extent of your set of relationships, you can your your writing can start to be a little narrow. Yeah. Uh, and living here, it, it helps me to, I think, be able to access the lives of my, my friends and, and neighbors in a way that I think allows the work to, as, as um, ambitious as we get with our writing, I hope at the end of the day that people relate to it. And I, I think living here helps me write stuff that is relatable. Well, Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Doug's got a question for you. Do you live in a church? <laughs> yeah, this is an old church. Where uh, we have our offices, so it's a it's a rehab church. That's but cool. that's yeah, that's stained glass. I have a pulpit. <laughs> oh my god! This is where you dictate yeah. your uh, commands <laughs> to your staff. Yes. Well, yeah, I can overlook the guys as they're working. I mean, you do come across kind of as like a jerk, you know, like your energy is like <laughs> seem like a bad hey, guy. Did, did you get the gift I sent you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just got it yesterday. I was annoyed because I was hoping it wouldn't come and I could razz you about it, but it did arrive. No, I, I, I am a man of my word. I appreciate I hope, it. I hope you didn't have it already. I don't. It's this beautiful giant. It's huge. It's a giant book of Beatles gear. Uh, it's called Beatles gear. And it's like, it's the most exhaustive thing I've ever seen where it's like every, uh-huh. pi- it's like the, every pick that they ever had, every amp, every like, all the different guitars yeah. and it's nuts. Yeah, it's it's really cool. The cool I thing about it. you, you realize in the early days they were just playing on like club gear. Yeah, like just cheapest stuff. Something I did not anyway. realize, and this is a nerd. This is in the weeds, nerd inside baseball shit. Shit, but the famous Rickenbacker guitar that Lennon played in the first years, the the black Rickenbacker, is actually his old uh, natural wood. Rickenbacker that he just painted black. I always thought it was a whole new different guitar. Uh, so I'm learning things every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to ask you to uh, go and get back to work and ask you to keep being creative and brilliant. Okay. I'm going to finish your, I'm going to finish your scene today. Oh, uh, the big Tim, Tim has a, he had knocked out of the park our super finale song. It's a real, I can't believe it. And it was so hard. You guys wrote this musical theater number that I can, I can sing. Okay. But like, this was like a true challenge. Yeah. It's like Disney bad guy song. Yeah. Disney bad guy song. What's this? Well, I'll I'll clip it off. It's black. These guys are good. They're playing painted black by the Rolling Stones. Cause I said that they painted the game. That's pretty smart. You gotta admit these guys are clever too. (laughs) 
Okay. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. <laughs> yeah, thank much. you, Steve. And um, I hope to see you in person one day. We've actually never... Well, we did meet backstage in <clears throat> Chicago at a Tim and Eric show, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, way back. But uh, I'll take you up on that. Next time I'm out there, uh, we'll get a hang in. Cool, man. Stay well, everybody. All right. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Bye. Bye Good luck with the show. That's Thank you. Ultra City Smiths on the ANC, a- AMC network. They also make... Co- they also make cars. Oh, nice. Do you ever have an AMC vehicle? I only had a Rickenbacker. <laughs> Rickenbacker cars. Rickenbackers. Um, oh, man. Have you ever seen Patriot? No. Oh, my God. I need to see it. You got to watch that show. Is it really on Stars Network? No, that's on oh. Amazon, so oh, anybody okay. can watch it. I bet, watch all these people, I bet all these people Patriots making fun of only. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I bet all these people making fun of Jeff Bezos are right on there going to Amazon.com for all their needs. Right? Yeah. Do you realize Bezos means kisses? Say that again? Bezos means kisses, I realized the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah, is that in weird? In Spanish? Or really? really? Yeah. Bezos. Well, huh. right? Huh. What, what can we draw from that? What can we get fact. from that? Well, if you were doing stand up right now, where would you take that thought? Where would okay, you take Okay, where would it? I take that spot? Yeah. That thought. He's delivering kisses to space so that he can. Okay. (laughs) I failed. I failed. What's his first name? Hershey's? What's his first name? Hello. Her. Jeff Bezos. um, Uh, Wait, I've got one. I've got one. Yeah, yeah. Doug, check this out. Okay. So they have Hershey's, right? What about him, he's? Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> him, he's, What's, I like that. You know, I love all the politically correct, you know, politically uh-huh. correct thing. They have these woke people out there going, her, she's. I'm thinking, <laughs> what is it, chocolate time? <laughs> I do not shampoo my hand. What's that? Not funny to you, Vic? That's very funny. I was just trying to Jeff kisses my what? <laughs> what's his uh, what's his middle name? He kisses the ground <laughs> that his money walks on. I tell Jeff you that Jeff Bezos was all ready for that. Jeff? Jeff Bezos was all ready for criticism, handing out hundred million dollar checks as soon as he got back. You see that, Vic? Right. I did not. You Another? didn't see this? No, he was for, handing out checks. Real? They bury the good news, ladies and gentlemen, because no one wants to feel good. Wow. They want to feel shit. Who did he get? Who did he get the hundred uh, million? Well, he gave it to two people. He gave one hundred one hundred million dollars to Van Jones. You know Van Jones? From CNN? Mm-hmm. What? what? No. Yes. Come on. What? This did not happen. For what? <laughs> well, because Van Jones has uh, charities, or he's got like oh. an organization. Oh, okay. so. All right, well, like, there we go. Van, buy what you want. Not just, no, it's he just, gave it. It's charity. It's right. not necessarily. He, like, he gave it to Van Jones to do with it, what, you know, to, to put it into his organizations. And then he gave it to uh, Van Morrison, Fox News, somebody at Fox, <laughs> Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah, he gave it to uh, Jose Andreas. I think is his name, the chef. I don't know. It's basically these two guys that are always on CNN. So I think Bezos is is working up a, oh. a CNN play. Bezos. I also want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for like, all this. The Earth is so, so teensy. I know. Yeah, well, Vic, Vic do you have your clip? This oh, is yeah, I, can, oh. I wonder if he peed in a bottle up in space like his drivers do. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Mean. Right. Doug, that's that mean. That would have been my stand-up routine, and I would have got <laughs> Wait, a big laugh. <laughs> I like Jeff Bozos. Oh. Half hour I was doing it. I was like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so you're just looking out, so and that was probably the most profound thing was looking at the Earth's atmosphere and seeing how teensy it is. Did you know, did close you feel that? What does he mean? It's life-sustaining and teensy. Yeah. You look are at they this thing and you see or? how small you are. You see that they the look world a lot is yeah. big. Yeah. You see the atmosphere is small and teensy. You know, this world <laughs> is small. Of <laughs> yeah, what does he mean by that? Pause that for a second. What does he mean by, te- by at- like looking teensy. at the Earth's They're, atmosphere teensy? Yeah. Like atmosphere is invisible, more or less. Right. So what is he saying? What is he looking at? What's Everything he, talking he said about? was very like fourth grade. Like he also said, "I wish I would have flipped around more." Yeah. Oh, really? So that's your that. that's your review God. of space is that you wish <laughs> right, you would. Right. He wants um, to bring you know bring everybody together in one union. But yeah. Like but, 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 but 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 <laughs> but imagine if I just did that all the time. But 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 but. <laughs> um, but I like the, to tell them apart, though, they had to stick a big cowboy hat on the one because they do look exactly <laughs> right. on the one, on the one, on the one Bezos brother. That hat was way too big. It was big. way too big. It was a floppy big <laughs> <Yeah>. hat. <laughs> um, no, my, my, my question is like, what is he talking about? Because the earth didn't look teensy because right. he wasn't that far up. He was just yeah, looking like it right. looks like we're in a plane. Right. He's like, I can right. really see clouds from up there. You can see. It's almost like you're above the clouds. That's what he was thinking. The clouds right. look so small. But f- someone tell me how far up he was because he wasn't in space. Let's just stop saying he was in space. Oh. Did, I mean, did, Even the Guardian did says, for our own sakes, mm-hmm. let's hope Jeff Bezos' space trip is just a midlife crisis. He didn't go to space, Guardian. <laughs> What is space? What is the definition of space? Where there's no, right. where you can't breathe. It, it, reached the, right? it reached the edge of space at an altitude of more than 65 miles. So the edge of space. Mm-hmm. If I went down to the there's Mexico border and stood there right. and, I, and I didn't go over this border, I wouldn't say I went to Mexico. Uh, Would it, I? it says that I might. it's the weightlessness. <laughs> I might lie. It got out well, of the gravitational. It got where there's no gravity, I guess, is what it means. Right? I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's just like the whole Jeff. experience. You could have Uh-oh. done it with like a simulation or something. You know. I bet we just went offline. Oh. I did yeah. at least. Shit. Shit. Okay, I'm ready Wes? to do my act now. I'm just <laughs> Wes, can you? Uh, are we still done, broadcasting? I think we're. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's down here too. <clears throat> oh. Um. Sorry, folks. We'll be. Uh, we're, we're apparently still broadcasting. We lost our Zoomers, and we lost our computers. Oh, I think I think Bezos was uh, <laughs> sending a message. Sending a message. <laughs> Yank. Yoink. <laughs> I, I have controversial thoughts on this. Are we offline right now? We're not offline. Oh, okay. I'll save it then. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I'll save my real thoughts on Bezos. My controversial thoughts. I wonder if uh, somebody upstairs turned something off. Mm-mm. Could be. Um, my thoughts on... Sp- I do think there's something... We do... There is something to, to, to leaving the planet and finding and, and uh, exploring the solar system and colonizing planets and all that stuff. Mm. I think we have to start... We do have to start doing that. I just don't like it that it's these individuals... Right, it's Amazon. Privately financed. It's not like like mom and pop stores are going to be going up there and like it's all going to be Amazon, and then we're only going to rely on Amazon to make stuff. It's not going to be ninety nine cents and up. Right, <laughs> not going to be finding that there. But there's no question. I think that as a species, the long play is to continue the species by traveling beyond our planet. I mean, that's just the fact. So it has to start somehow. Maybe it starts with this asshole, and then he. Uh, 
you know, gets killed. Okay. In a, in a fiery explosion. <laughs> below. I think we got to clean up what's down here. I'm, this is the first time you I've ever heard You can do both, talk. baby. Like, Why are you making we're, an we're and We're only or? doing that. We're not doing... Well, we got to do both. We're, we're at the point of no return with this... With the... I don't want to bring it down, but... No, no. It doesn't look good for the Well, then we got to get off planet. <laughs> Maybe we should, you know... It's, okay. We got to get to a new planet. No, we could... Can we, but you just said we're past the point of no return. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Maybe there's something we could do, but it's not going to... It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, Wes, what's the status on that other network? <laughs> Unplugged it. Do you want to run up there and investigate? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, what to do. Or you want me to? Yeah. Do you know where that switch is? <laughs> Behind my so Mr. 305 checking in Are for there the kids remix? up there running around unplugging stuff? There are. Just kidding. What if I went in the main house? I'm like, oh, yeah, they're all doing great. Behind my bedroom doormat, there's a a light switch that if if you want to do a full reset, it would be that. But that might be more trouble. Um, So, how are you? I'm ready. Um, I'm I'm good. Are you working on something right now professionally? No, No, just this. (laughs) Just the act I'm scared to do on camera. You had a character that you were thinking about doing. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do... Well, I have noticed that people are going, you guys are rock stars for getting through this. Like, <laughs> for getting through the pandemic. <laughs> they were like, you guys are rock stars. Like, do you even know? Like, if I didn't even crack that open dog, you're a rock star. Like, if they even showed up this morning, <laughs> you are holding that. Like, if I didn't even put that visor on, Vic, you're a rock star. Tim, you're a badass. This is a disturbing <laughs> person. <laughs> you you are a badass. Like, if I didn't even woke up this morning, put on him. Like, the fact that you got through this pandemic, like, that you got through and you're here and you're like, you're in this room. Okay, because you woke up, right? You woke up this morning. What are you doing, Vic? Are you pr- it, so producing? Oh, Great, now it's gone. Now it's gone. Take Matt's job as he's not here. Well, but he's not controlling that anymore. Oh, is it? Like there's oh, a whole, there's no. a whole department. You're a rock star. What's Matt doing? Even though you did that, <laughs> so you made a mistake, but you're still a badass. And you're still a rock star, and you're a badass. The fact that we as a country went through this, <laughs> you have to give yourself credit. Like, you are a rock star. Fair enough, yeah. You I, have to. I do, I do. You kind of like, oh yeah, that was nothing. That was something. Like, the way we do that was just something. <laughs> is this based on someone real? So, don't ever ask that You're question a to, a, to a... Don't ever ask that question even to an actor. Even the fact you had that thought, like, think of where that even came from. Like, the fact <laughs> you went that deep down... And you're thinking about other you know people. What? You think about other people. You're being too nice. I'm not a rock star. You care about essential workers <laughs> and other people. Um, Did you? Well, what's your story? What, what is your? What is your? Uh, what is? What was your experience? Because you seem to be really well, interested in other people. My experience during all of it. Was, oh, I was actually asking the character, but... Oh, oh <laughs> Are you You're a like, rock star? Let's get that regular. That I, I'm a rock star right now. I'm trying to practice self-care. Uh-huh. Like, as much self-care as possible. How like, do you I do will this? take a... I want to feel like I was... I want to feel like I've been knocked unconscious with a bath bomb. That's someone... <laughs> and right. now I'm just drowning in self-love for myself. But what do you... Uh, do you work or do you do... I mean, what do you do... My whole thing right now is helping out the community. Uh. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll go home and I have, uh, I, 
I chop fruit for people. Oh, nice. I learned how to make straw, cut out the inside of strawberries and fill them with chocolate chips. And I pass those out to the community. That's what community? Just your neighborhood? Just the community. So I feel like I'm doing my part because what we went through (laughs) is a big deal. Uh And you guys are all rock stars. Do you make money doing that? Like, how do you sustain? It's all part of the community. I Uh also, like, I have to wear a lot of hats to protect myself (laughs) from the sun because I'm going door to door all the time. And so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll tell people, you know, it's like a basic kind of khaki hat. I'll say, if you want one of these hats, you don't have to, but you can go to my website. Do and you, that money all goes back to the community. Do you because, make money doing that? I don't understand, still don't understand. How, are you, do you have a job? It's all about community. Yeah, I hear that. A but lot of what are I you do, married? A lot of what I do, I was married, and there was actually kind of a tragic accident that happened within the community. <laughs> and part of what I'm doing is trying to heal okay. that wound in my community um, and bring people together. Ultimately. Yeah, well, how's that going? Are people I coming together? I feel like together? I'm doing it now. Yeah. Vic, are you part of the community? Oh, I'm part of it. I'm big time. I'm part, part of, of her color. community? I'm part of the rock star community. It's a community. Yeah, I'll, I'll be part it's of it. It's a rock star. Yeah. Oh, I know. Vic, Vic's great. Vic is a rock star mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> Vic, you're, you were a rock star through this whole pandemic. The fact that you went door to door, you got on your bike. Who did? Vic went door to door? Vic was door to door. Vic was door to door. I was, yes, I was. Did you so, did I'll you bang pots and stuff for the essential workers? Every night at 8 p.m. Every <laughs> night at 8 p.m. I actually, some nights, some nights I would go around at 7.59. Wow. Telling people. Yeah, reminding start them. Start getting the pots ready. <laughs> so do you, are you optimistic about, uh, I know there's lots of talk about the Delta variant and everything coming in. No, you, I think we have to band together. Okay. I really do. I really think there's, there, we are not messing around here. What did you think of the whole Trump thing? Were you a Trump uh, hater? No, like I was really scared. I felt like he did a lot of gaslighting. <laughs> there was a lot of gaslighting. Me and my neighbors, we uh-huh. were all thought is what we're hearing the truth. Okay. Or is this another fake news report? <laughs> and there was just so much confusion at the time, and so, we were all in just such a state of despair. It's so you're take like a lot. kind of part of the resistance. Would you consider yourself part of the yeah, resistance? It's going to take a lot of healing to get back, for sure. Uh, right, for sure. Right, Definitely. Right. But we together. Should we they can be run. held accountable, some of those people from the Trump administration? Absolutely. And that's part of what I'm doing as part of the community. <laughs> Are you pro vaccine? I did get a vaccine, yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I got Johnson & Johnson. Um, then I went back for the Moderna booster last week. I went back for Let the me give booster. you a small micro note on your character. It would be, you'd say J&J. You would not say Johnson oh, J&J, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> As you continue to develop the character. As I continue to, to develop for all of us. And it's not just for me. Um, what are we doing, guys? Are we back? We're back, and... Oh, I think we've been uh, back for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like uh, Jeff Be- Bezos in my lap. Ha, 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 ha. How is it, Vic? Ha, 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 ha. It is. I can't sign back into Zoom, though, because... I can give you our next uh, guest star here. Please do. Molly TMJ. And how I was doing it. Well, I think that's a terrific character. I like your character being born in front of our very own eyes. Okay, good. She, I need a name for her. That's good. No, I don't. Molly no and Jules, are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi. 
What's up? What's up? What's up? Sorry, we had. Hey, Molly, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be on Office Hours. Uh, well, the pleasure's all mine. The finest program. We were just having some. I'm, you can see I'm a little uh, distracted, tense, stressed. We had some technical issues, and it's just it, the infrastructure of uh, which you know they they ask so much of us. Do connect to everybody via internet, and then it doesn't work sometimes. You figure, what are these people doing? What are they doing? I thought it was just uh, a little moment of silence. I no. thought we were all just taking a moment. We need a moment of silence. But you um, are here to talk about the, not the Olympics that are happening right now, but I'd be curious to also hear about the, what you think of the, the Olympics going on right now and if they should be going on. What the fuck is going on over there? But now we're looking ahead because the, the Olympics are coming to Los Angeles in four years. Is it four years? It is more than, it's coming up. It's 2028. Oh, I'll oh, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to worry um, about that. Um, <laughs> it's so far away. Yeah. Well, let me, um, let me toss it to our friend Jules Boykoff to tell us a little bit about why the Olympics are bad always. Yes. Now, I've had this the future. Jules, welcome forever. to the show. And you're an expert because you are an Olympian. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Really happy to be here. And yeah, I did play for the U.S. Olympic soccer team in international matches back in the day. And also uh, now study the Olympics in a more formal way as a, as a political scientist. So, yeah, I definitely have noticed some real patterns with the Olympics over the years. And the main ones are overspending, where they say that they're only going to cost X billion dollars and they end up costing a whole lot more. Think of Tokyo's original bid for $7.3 billion. Now it costs more like $30 billion. <laughs> There's also the militarization of public space, essentially we have police forces using the Olympics like their own private cash machine, getting all the weapons and special laws they'd never be able to get during normal political times that then become part of normal policing afterwards. You also have gentrification and displacement that come with the games every single time. And finally, you have greenwashing with the Olympics where they talk a big environmental game, but don't actually follow through. And we're seeing all those patterns that social scientists have identified over the years in place in Tokyo. And so they might seem like Tokyo problems happening, un happening under pandemic conditions, but they're actually Olympic problems. And that's why I think it's great to have this conversation with people in Los Angeles right now, because we still have time to think about these games and whether you actually want them. How do you stop this train, though? I mean, it feels like it's such, it, you know, it's, it's almost, it's part of our culture. I'm, a, I'm with you. I, I kind of get... I kind of turned on the Olympics the last few times because of all because of the the negative uh, impact on the cities. Um, but how do you how do you stop it? It feels like just this immovable uh, avalanche that just. Well, what do we do? We have a group in L.A. called No Olympics L.A. and we're actually doing an event on tomorrow. On tomorrow. Uh, at Stories, <laughs> uh, bookstore in Echo Park, where Jules is going to read, um, kind of talk about some of these things. Um, but you can see right now with Tokyo, Tokyo is a great example of why the Olympics suck, actually, because <laughs> now is a time when it would make perfect sense to, like, cancel the Olympics because uh, COVID is yeah. totally booming in Japan. People aren't vaccinated there. 
people in Japan do not want the Olympics. 80% of people are against it, hmm. uh, but they're happening anyway. And this is like one of the times when it seems like it would just make perfect sense to cancel it because it is going to fuck things up so badly. Uh, but the International Olympic Committee, what they have decided to do is double down uh, and then double down on doubling down. So they are going forward with the Olympics. Uh, just a hundred terrible things have happened uh, as that has been rolling out. Maybe, maybe Jules can list a few of well, the uh, fucked up things that have happened uh, in Tokyo so far. Yes, please do, Jules. Sure. Well, like Molly said, uh, 80% of the population in Japan do not want the Olympics this summer. And yet the International Olympic Committee is ramming ahead. And I think that's really where we should be targeting a lot of our focus is the International Olympic Committee, because they are the ones and the only ones that have the power to cancel these Olympics, just like they're the ones, the only ones that get to cancel the Los Angeles Olympics if something similar happens in 2028. And so we're also seeing in, in Japan where the vaccination rate is below 25%. And I think that accounts for some of the disgruntlement with hosting the games. Right now, we're seeing a surge in cases inside of the Olympic Village. Athletes are having their Olympic dreams shattered and sent home early. And it's just become an absolute, you know, shit show. So, and I think it goes all the way to the beginning is what I would also like to point out. It's not just all of a sudden a COVID thing, actually. The Olympics were based on what we might call a double lie because the prime minister of Japan stood up in front of the International Olympic Committee back in 2013 and said that everything was under control, quote unquote, after the triple whammy earthquake, tsunami and nuclear meltdown that happened in Fukushima in 2011. That was not true. Any self-respecting biologist in Fukushima would tell you that was not under control. And, you know, I went there with a bunch of people from No Olympics LA, the group that Molly mentioned in 2019. We talked to a lot of people who said things were not under control. The other lie was they, they're calling these Olympics the quote unquote recovery Olympics. And it's anything but. They've actually diverted resources from Fukushima to Tokyo to get ready for the Olympics. So if you go to Fukushima, you're going to meet a lot of really angry people. And that anger is definitely spilled over to Tokyo, where people are livid. Oh, There's people are, today. people yeah. are furious because, you know, it just shows. It's like all the things the Olympics spends a billion dollars advertising themselves as being. It's like, we bring people together and we celebrate the greatness of the human spirit. It's right. like... Well, if you cared about the athletes, you wouldn't make them ex expose themselves to COVID in a country where people aren't vaccinated right. and bring people from all over the world to yeah. probably create ask, a new Olympics variant. Let me ask you this as a slight, just to be a little bit of a devil's advocate. The athletes themselves, these people, that <clears throat> these young people who have, you know, found themselves on a track towards, maybe it's track, maybe it's shot put, maybe it's fencing. What is the what what is there for them in a in your vision of a no Olympics world like? Is that how do you how do you uh, let those people have like you know? Well, a, a you know, I think we I think we see this with all of the sports leagues, you know, with the NFL and FIFA and everything. It's like the athletes get exploited, right? And right. they're we're told that it's like because they're so great, you know, we're celebrating them, but they don't make the money off of their right. own labor like mm -hmm. anything else. So there was a worker games one time our idea is like a worker owned games which is the athletes own the the operation you know the athletes make the profit off of their own right. labor instead of the people on the ioc which is just like a who's who of ghouls yeah, every sure. weird austrian 
you know, <laughs> oligarch you can think of. Uh, Henry Kissinger. Mitt Romney, wasn't, he, wasn't Mitt Romney on the head of, the, he like ran the Salt mm-hmm. Lake City. Every bad person you could think of. And they're all just like, they've been slipping on banana peels left and right this week, especially. They... So is, the there guys, a, is, there, is there a way to reform the Olympics where you... No, they no. can't be reformed. No. That's why it's no Olympics. It's no got to be something else. Can I it's offer just, a couple ideas? I, I, yeah, I have Wait, yeah, everybody Doug, has ideas. And, yeah, Doug, let's hear it. Um, can they do it on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean honestly, I, I'm, I'm joking, but like, as I said it, I'm thinking, well, why not each... Mm-hmm. You know, each well, some, uh, performer some is in their respective country yeah. and they're doing it on the same <clears throat> track and it's like there's somebody there making sure it's the same conditions or something. I Maybe mean, not. that makes a lot more sense to me. Jules, what do you think? But well, I have another. Okay, I have another idea, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your other idea. Why don't we designate some place in honor mm. and just make. You know, somewhere like no, Israel, like where they that. can't figure out what to do with it, just well, get all those people out of there. Maybe that's not the best Send choice. Send those people elsewhere. Than... I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, but that's like take some cities. That's not what? a good. That's not a bad idea. Let me just expand on that right. and, and like vocalize Olympics it clear, more clearly. Something. Yeah, you have an Olympic community that is always there. That's fair, and yeah, you just fly into the same. And it's place. almost like a Xanadu. Exactly. It's an it's an international <laughs> city. Come on, we can do that, what, can't we? What if it's like one sport is in uh, Mexico and then uh, gymnastics is in Israel and, and bobsled is in – and you go to Jamaica. like – Yeah, I was going to say Jamaica, yeah, the John Candy film. Um, and every every sport is like all around the world at the same time at existing – Great idea. Like another great idea. You know what I mean? Like we can fix this together, folks. Right there it is. I'm gonna give this one to Jules because he's got the the info. Well, recently I had the good fortune of debating mano a mano with the longest serving member of the International Olympic Committee, a guy who is called Dick Pound, actually. Uh, some of these nice. ideas uh, were floated and he was asked, well, what about some of these ideas for like maybe having them in one place or rotating among cities? The Xanadu thing didn't quite come up, but he was not interested <laughs> at all. Like there, it was a non-starter. And I think that's what I think Molly's getting at here with the IOC mm-hmm. is if you want to try to reform the Olympics, you have to at this point go through the IOC and they show zero interest in changing the game, even right. if it's COVID. Right. Because the point of the IOC is to extract capital from host cities. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it is like a traveling carnival that comes into town and is like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, we got the athletes. And then everyone's bidding, the- right? All the different countries are fighting over like the you know 2022 or whatever. Right? Oh, yeah. Like- but again, it's like who, you know, who is it benefiting? It's mostly people yeah. that are trying to like flip real estate in a right. city. So I was going to ask you, like, how do we follow the money? <laughs> Who's actually profiteering off all this? Is it... That's the IOC, and that's why they won't cancel it. Because then they'd have to front the money that Japan. Uh, they'd be on the hook for for billions of dollars, and that's why they won't cancel it. So is even there like it's a, gonna be is there like a skim going? Is there like are they skimming off the like how are they how are they making money off? off? They just get paid a lot right. to be there, I believe. Um, and you know, it's it's a spinoff. The Olympics, the modern Olympics, are a spinoff of the World's Fair, which was. Right. Also, kind of like a traveling carnival grift where right. it comes to a city and it's like, we're going to promote the city, <laughs> yeah. you know. 
we had the Olympics in Los Angeles in 1932, which was like in the middle of the Great Depression. So that was like extremely similar to now in a lot of ways. There were like Hoovervilles, like encampments everywhere. Right. And rather than deal with the encampments and housing people and all the stuff they needed to do, they were like, let's promote Los Angeles to the world as like a sun-soaked paradise and spend all this money on putting palm trees everywhere and having the Olympics. So I come from... Uh, my, my family has like some Olympics-based history also, which is that my grandmother was a German high jumper who is Jewish, and she was supposed to be on the 1936 German Olympic track and field team, and then they booted her off at the last minute because she was a Jew. Why, so, though? What did, the, what did the Germans have? What was the issue with, the Jew, with her being Jewish? <laughs> I mean, they also kept her on for a long time being like, do we need to keep a Jew on the team so oh that like God. the world won't boycott? The world won't oh. see that we're like getting ready. But then at the last dude. minute they yanked her? Yeah, they yanked her and they said, oh, it's because you're not a good enough athlete, which was bullshit, you know, and. Terrible. And then, and, and also nobody boycotted and the world right. let the, you know, the Berlin Olympics Berlin, happen. Yeah. yeah. Let Hitler have these, like this big propaganda spectacle. So I think I've always thought about like, what is the Olympics? It's really just a big propaganda spectacle for mm-hmm. nationalism from all the countries of the world. I do that think seems that's bad. Yeah. That's one of my root, root issues of it. It does sort of in a, in a sort of outwardly sort of, uh, on the surface, friendly way, the idea of, you know, nations getting together and competing against each other. But we should be thinking beyond nations and that nationalism, because that just is one step away from, uh, you know, getting into wars, I think. When you have just this pride in your country, that stuff is such junk. It's so corrosive. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's hear it, Doug. Maybe we need sports and sports... And stuff like this prevents wars because it's a way for no evidence to, of that, pal. People, it gets it, <laughs> in a pretty warry time. It, it, it's, uh, war. Well, there'd be more war if people didn't. If all these uh, people didn't get it out on the on the court. Well, I mean, no just way. the whole idea of Other sports, and especially with the Olympics, the whole idea of like you know the greatest athletes in the world and their bodies are a perfect watch. It's like it's all pretty fascist and the guy who <laughs> founded the olympics mm. was a eugenicist mm. uh just you know and so i think we've been seeing that also recently with a lot of the like anti-black stuff that the olympics have been doing people are sort of like oh this isn't about the greatest athletes in the world it's about like who the ioc mm. wants to represent as these athletes right well, for so for short term, I think what people can basically—I mean, the easiest thing to do is just probably not watch them. Yeah, I mean, we all get know, we lazy. We're like, oh, watch the Olympics, I guess. No, it's fine Boring. if you watch them. That's the thing. It's like a lot of people who are against the Olympics also like consume it on TV. And obviously, we live in a weird, fucked up world where you know Jeff Jeff Bezos controls everything with mm-hmm. his weird little laugh. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're we're looking to try and stop them from coming to Los Angeles. The people who brought them to Los Angeles, there was no vote on it. People didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. This just happened in Brisbane, Australia, too, where they rushed it through without asking anyone in Australia if they want this. Right. But um, the people who, who brought it to Los Angeles are Eric Garcetti, the mayor, who is already leaving town, I think, forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's being run out on a on a 
you know. Was he going to be the ambassador to Greece or something like that? Ambassador to India. India. um, Another place that's having total, you know, crisis with COVID. And of course, he totally fucked up the COVID crisis here. Mm -hmm. So they sent him somewhere else where it's fucked up. Yeah, that guy seems like a rat. But the other person who brought it is this guy, Casey Wasserman, whose name we like to say because he's kind of like a behind-the-scenes guy, but he's a big sports agent. Mm. He's the grandson of Lou Wasserman. Oh, yeah, the the guy that ran Universal. Yeah, Um, and Casey Wasserman... He's he's a money guy, you know, a sports money guy. And uh, he was also on the Epstein plane. Mm. So Interesting. He's on the um, flight logs. Interesting. He's um, on the flight logs. He went to Africa with Kevin Spacey oh, yeah. and oh. Chris Tucker and Jeffrey Epstein. That was a great trip. I was on that trip, too. Yeah. A yeah. boys, a boys actually, night it a, out. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was I mean, a lot of fun. People can say what they want, but they can't take your memories away. Um, I also think, like, if we're talking about 2028, the Olympics in Los Angeles in August, it's going to be 123 degrees out. Okay, so I when saw they try Garcetti, to do the long jump, whatever it is. That's I saw Eric Garcetti in person, and I like her. You know, confronted him to talk to him about that, and that was one of the things I said. I was like, "Hey, like." In 2028, it's going to be like 100,000 degrees outside. <laughs> like, we're not having any outdoor sports. And he was like, well, that's why I'm passionate about climate change. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Great. You're checked out. You're gone. The Olympics but brought I to you think, by Dasani bottles. <laughs> yeah, I think the rest of us, I think even people that, um, you know, wouldn't think about this normally are grasping that it doesn't make sense. And we have so many issues in Los Angeles that we should be spending money on. Yeah. Prioritize. Um, yeah. Let's get people housed. Let's fix fix the transportation situation. You know, the housing situation. Everything's good. There's so many things that are way more important than right. that. Before you and start talking about having all these people that. come in. Fuck right. Like we can't, we don't need tourism in Los Angeles, really. No. Like we have plenty of tourism. We're the entertainment capital of the world. Um, can I offer another And another idea? thing that... Doug, pe- okay, go wait, Molly, hold on. Doug's got one more team idea. Up with oh, yeah, Doug, let's hear it. Amazon should team up with the Olympic Committee, Olympics in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Olympics in space. Oh, Think about yeah. how long that jump will be, uh-huh. how high those high jumps Ooh, will be. Ooh, Olympics with on no the moon. No gravity, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Think <laughs> of all the space cops they can <clears throat> hire. Yeah, I mean, another reason we hate the Olympics is because they bring in a million more cops and militarize mm-hmm. the police. And that's what happened in 1984 in Los Angeles too. They used it as an excuse to bring in tanks, uh-huh. all of the stuff we kind of see now that you're like, why do we have tanks in uh, Los right. Angeles? It's like, <laughs> cause Daryl Gates was like, let's have tanks. It'll be great. Um, so for 2028, they want to get 3000 more LAPD and 500 more sheriffs. Yikes. Um, so again, it's just like, what is this going to make Los Angeles be like as a place? And does anyone in Los Angeles actually want that? Okay, let's not make this a local issue. This yeah. is a because we obviously have an international audience, but it is, it, it is not only just about if you live in LA. It's not the kind of thing where if you don't live in <clears> LA, it doesn't matter. This is a this is the opportunity. This is the time to take a stand. This is the moment. So everybody listening, do what I say. <laughs> And stop these Olympics from coming to my home, my, not my hometown. Let's be honest. Nobody's from here. But from Los Angeles. I'm from here. I'm from here. You're from here. Well, I'm just I don't, I'm not a real person, though. I don't count. 
Go to at no, actually it's a little, no Olympics LA. I want to make sure people understand that. At N-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C-S-L-A. And become a part of this movement. Now is when you get in. Not when they're like, oh, the Olympics in our, are in LA next week. What the fuck? We better stop that. Too late. <laughs> They've already kicked all the homeless people out to the yeah. desert. Have so, you ever been threatened by the uh, the IOC in any? Wasserman and yeah, his they, goons. They like sending you calls, having people stop by your house. Um. Uh, Not yet. Oh. I mean, yeah. So, they, they're you know internet stuff, but um, we're doing this reading of stories tomorrow, and it'll be in the yard. Someone's stories is small. It'll be in the outside part. Spilling out into the parking lot. So. Where is this again? Stories Bookstore in Echo Park. Stories Bookstore in Echo Park. There will be a uh, gathering, a uh, rally for the it No a, Olympics. A, it's called our, an opening ceremony because uh, tomorrow's the We the love wordplay here. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. And I'm with you. I've felt this way for a long time. I think it's the right you're on the right side of history here sorry everybody some traditions have to be reevaluated put on pause uh, restructured I, nothing i don't want to diminish any of these terrific young people who are trying to be the fastest swimmer how cool would it be to be the fastest up. swimmer for a f- few years <laughs> and then you're not then <laughs> somebody else is faster oh well. well that was my whole life by the way can I just make one? You know the one, the lovely woman, the lovely young woman. I don't know, maybe girl, with the spelling bee, and she can do the, the uh, dribbling and whatnot. What? You know about the spell? The woman <laughs> that won the spelling you bee. You know what I'm talking she about, right, Molly? And spells. Yeah, can, she won a spelling bee, and she's going to be a just, basketball star. Yeah, and she's oh. she's like dribbling and everything. I just want to make sure we're not looking at some future documentary that we're going to find some. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking of the Tiger Woods documentary where you you go, oh, look how cute this person is. They can do all this stuff. They're genius. At and then you find out that they're like getting like tortured basically to do these things. So let's No just child work. athletes. I think that's a mm. – no child athletes, no child actors. No child I actors? A, what are we doing with that? Well, I mean – Just, you know, <laughs> kids, kids working. What about the Dennis the Menace <clears throat> reboot? My idea is we replace all child actors with Martin Short as Clifford. <laughs> That's a fine idea. Or, or we could do CGI, too. There's no, well, no problem. The Dancing Baby from Allie McBeal. What about the kid from that commercial where he runs in going, we won, we won, we won. <laughs> Tim, can I mention one more problem with the Olympics that, yes, I, please that I've noticed? That and no want, one's, no one's talking way, about this. I want to thank my guests, too. Jules, too. I know you've just been sitting back thinking, what the hell is going on here? These idiots. But... I want to appreciate you, uh, you being an advocate for this. What is it? Though? Well, there's one major problem with the Olympics that no one's talking about. Okay, you got first place is gold, second place is silver, third third place is bronze, but bronze is the superior medal. Why? It's harder. It's a better medal. Is so they're valuing more? shininess oh. over the superior. <laughs> I was just saying they got That's, those backwards. That's save it for your stand-up act, Doug. <laughs> No one's talking about I, it. And, no one is talking know, about it for no good reason. No one's talking about the, me- the medals. This will go when Doug flies to Tokyo to do Olympics Village stand-up. <laughs> She'll be like, first place with the bronze medal is Michael Phelps. I whatever. feel bad for the guys that got the gold medal and then had it bronzed so they don't <laughs> ever. See? Now there's a joke. Exactly. They get it bronzed because that's the superior medal. All right. <laughs> we'll let you go. Thank you very much for being on the show. 
Thanks uh, so much for having us. Yeah. And uh, have a great summer. Yeah, you too. I'm not going to watch the Olympics. I don't like that advice you gave that you can watch it. I don't think you should be able to watch it. I respect that. Well, okay. I, how about you can watch it, but you can't enjoy it after I tell you the following fact, which is that the Nazis invented the torch relay. Ooh, there you go. How dare you appreciate something the Nazis created? I'm never going to do <laughs> right. that. Right. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Jules. Take care. Bye. I want to, I could talk about Olympics and sports fun. all day. Sure you could. Got a lot of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How old are people? So everything, every event you start young, but what about bobsledding? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that what uh, Dylan gets into in this, in the uh, winter? Bobsledding. Oh, <laughs> it's bobby sledding. When you're a kid, you get these little mini ones. Start with the circle. <laughs> I get out on the hill. I go down in the snow. I hold on to the rope. I go fast. I'm bobsledding. Um, <laughs> Some of those things are so dumb. It's like you're Matt, spinning I'm around and zoom, throwing a so disc could, through the air. Uh, turn me on to a <laughs> like, zoomer. That's not a sport. That's some like ancient shit that doesn't we'll wrap things up here anymore you know what Bri I mean Brianna had a little throwing thing a shot put what's that thing on the ice can you guys hear me and then like they have yes. the rush yes there. hi Brianna <laughs> that's cool I know it's quiet cool. now you uh, quiet what's that called? quiet you what is that I got Brianna here she I wants to off, say hi I took I took off my Walt Rostow glasses because I didn't want to be beat up by Tim and oh, I wanted to align with <sighs> the no Olympics so I'm gonna <laughs> take those off I can kind of see you oh, no please please put your glasses back on everyone takes everything I do literally just kidding. No, but they're also there are the glasses that were worn by a uh, Walt Rostow. You know that guy. He was the security advisor for Johnson from sixty six to sixty nine. He course. was like integral and like yeah, he's a terrible guy. So mm -hmm. I feel like I I look like I'm at, like interviewing to become a bad man. Yeah, you're gonna work for the State Department. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. I have a game. Um, oh, she's I'm a game. Cleaning up the house. Yes. I'm cleaning up the house. I went through some old yearbooks and I was really weirded out by my high school's superlative section. Were any of you awarded a superlative section in high school? Uh, I'm not sure I understand. Or what superlative? That means. You mean like the best? Yeah, like the best. Oh, the best. Yeah. Yes. Most likely. Like best yeah. of or like most mm -hmm. likely to. Yeah. <clears throat> I was not. No. I was. Yeah. You I, were not. I was. What was yours? What was it? What was the question? What was your, you were, you were voted most something in high school? I was voted most likely to succeed in comedy and Drama. <laughs> that was a category? <laughs> there were two categories. Oh, so it was a theatrical... Uh, yes. Yeah, comedy and like drama. A, yeah, theatrical. Did you get both of those or was yeah, that combined? Yeah, I got both individually. <laughs> well... Dang! I was voted... Um, I was awarded most unique. It's kind of Seriously? mean. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> kind of most... There was somebody How else that got the funniest, no. but I got most unique. I mean, like, connotation is everything, right? Like, unique could be a good thing. Is it a good thing only for, like, millennials now versus back in the day when you were I in mean, school? I mean, I wore it as a, as, a, as, a point, as a point of pride. Can I tell you what yeah. mine was? I yes, got, Vic. I got was yes, mine was most uh, low-key fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That's what cool. was yours, Vic? Uh, I was most musical, but also best smile. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I have a list. I pulled the list from my high school yearbook. I wanted to ask you some of them, but I, I think I already know what the answers are. But 
I was going to say that I didn't want to include Lizzie in this okay. like ranking system because it's not fair. She's so cute that she's going to skew the scale and she's going to like sweep the categories. Interesting. So, so Lizzie sounds like you're an, you're a hip today. Really? Apparently, according to Brianna. <laughs> okay, what do you got? <laughs> okay. Um, best eyes of the Trinity who has the best eyes. And this is weird because you all have blue eyes, don't you? Wow. How does she know that? Uh-uh. I haven't heard it. Oh, really? You're not hearing the guest? Oh, you're not hearing the guest? No. Or do you have headphones oh. on? That was intentional, oh, so no. I wouldn't just be like this every oh, five seconds. No. Oh, my God. This whole time she hasn't been. The whole... I haven't heard any Are of you the guests. A single yeah. guest? Even yeah, though, I thought what I just is going that on here? Like I'm supposed oh, to be in a song. You got headphones right there. Oh. Wait, oh, you don't oh, have your headphones? Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, Holy! No. I thought these were ornamental. Oh my oh, god! Strange. I thought these were decorative. You haven't heard our drops either. No. Oh my! Oh, what a weird <laughs> show! You did a great job. job. So I'm Holy talking to shit. Steve Conrad. I'm talking to the Olympics people. I know. Holy cow! <laughs> I thought like we like to keep the guests in that. Wow! Wow! Oh. This is wild. Well, it's gonna be so she didn't hear any wild. of that, Brianna. Uh, I think we're gonna have to save your game for. Well, let's save your game for office for after hours. Okay, that's how we'll kick okay. off after hours. Can you stand by for five five minutes? Uh, thank you, thank you, everybody. This has been the uh, the office hours broadcast. I heard you the first time. I, I do want to say one more thing. If you are on the West Coast, anywhere on the West Coast, forget the Olympics. Come to the office hours live show. That is going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter. The late show is sold out. The uh, early show, which begins at 5 o'clock Pacific, will be uh, that. What date is that, Matt? August 24th? Yes, early show, 5 p.m. Yes, and that will be broadcast as as a real show. Both will be broadcast. But there are some seats. They're selling very quickly, but the early show, there are a few tickets left. Again, Office Hours East begins tomorrow night. And game night with the real Greg Turkington and the real Simone Turkington with a, with a very special game that he's bringing. And your calls, and that's for patrons only. Patrons only, everybody. Patron continues to grow. We had a successful week, I think, because of Sharpling, correct? I think Tom Sharpling's show really said, you know what? I love this show. I want to support this show. Now's the time. We'll see you guys in five minutes. For the after hours experience, Lizzie Cooperman's sticking around with the earphones in for the first time. <laughs> and now it's a whole new world. It's a whole new experience. Whole new experience for Lizzie. Thank you, everyone. See you in a few. The pounding. The pounding. The pounding. The pounding. I also I want to thank. Every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, because you guys paid for all of this. So, seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much. Things they would argue. I do not sing what I believe. I only give them fact If they believe quite otherwise It still will have impact
But truth is truth, and if they then decide to live with lies, that's their concern, not mine, my friend. They're free to fantasize.